on today's episode of Copy That Mate. Max wins and loses the race in record time. We find out what happens when an alcoholic decides to exercise rather than drink. And a new guy stumbles into our recording studio. Uh, hello? Is this Copy That Mate? And welcome into the newest episode of Copy That Mate. I am one of your hosts, Ben Sheets. I'm Javier Vasquez. And I am Brandon Vasquez. (laughs) And they're brothers and they say their names two different ways. Doesn't get any better than that. So um, as you might have noticed or heard from our intro, we have a new host on with us uh, this week and we will have another new host next week as well. But that will remain a surprise. Um, so, uh, Brandon, how's it going today, buddy? Uh, it's going good. I've, it's Labor Day, so we've just been taking a break. Just laboring? With, yeah, just Labor Day. I've been taking a break, uh, helping raise this baby right now. Uh, Other than babies. that, now I've just been chilling. I've just been chilling, making sure that I got everything ready for this podcast. <laughs> Fantastic. Javi, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm a little thirsty. Should probably drink thirsty. some water. Yeah, I haven't drank. You have anything to quench that thirst, Javi? Yeah, I have some. I'll shut that, but I want some water. Probably get some water instead. I haven't drank a whole Brandon, lot of water today. Are you yes. uh, are you inviting on anything tonight? Uh, right now I am drinking the probably the most frattiest. No, never mind. Not the most frattiest. Definitely not the most frattiest. Yeah, unless I'm it's like Bud, Keystone, Bud Light, and later on. Some Miller High Life and Mike's Hard Mango. Together? They make a mango? Yeah, together? Yeah, they make a mango, dude. I Mike's, saw it and I wanted Mike's it. Mike's Hard High Life? Is that what you're going to have? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Mike's I, Hard Miller Mango High Life. I am having the... Uh, I remember when I first turned 21, I did try just about every alcohol I could lay my hands on. Now, mm-hmm. now it's just strictly the exact same. You just fall into a routine. I yeah, that's where I'm at right now. So I'm drinking my um, Voodoo Ranger uh, Imperial IPA, and that's basically my go-to. So that's what's bringing you uh, this podcast tonight is these uh, three beverages of uh, Miller Lite and uh, Horchata and uh, Voodoo Ranger. So thank you, everyone, for who provided us with these beverages. Yeah, thank you. So, um, let's get started on this podcast. So, new guy, Brandon, you want to give us a uh, one-second previous race recap? Uh, yeah, are we going to start a timer on this? Yeah, uh, I'll, yeah I'll, I'll, I got you. I got the timer out. We what got two timers. All right. reviewing, by the way? He's reviewing. Hungry. All right, hungry. Okay, so, hold um, on. all right, we got... Real quick. All right, I got my timer set. Are we uh, ready here? Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to time him too. All right. Uh, ben, you want to count us down? Yeah, I'll uh, count us down from three. So five, four, three, two, one, go. Hungry, Max should have won. 
All right, we're good. That satisfies yep, the requirements. That was so, 1.64. Yeah, I got 1.7, but uh, you know what? It was a good first try. Hungry back to the one? That was 1.64? Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Too slow. Yo, this is bullcrap. I think you're uh, speaking with a Williams. <laughs> speaking with <laughs> sponsored, a Williams. Sponsored by Rokit. <laughs> Your All right. favorite new so, toothpaste. <laughs> is, is it toothpaste? I thought it was like a phone company. No, it's no, a phone it's thing. It's a phone thing. I'm just saying. Their, their livery looks like a toothpaste, like a, a tube of Colgate. It definitely yeah, it looks does. like toothpaste. Okay, so uh, let's recap the summer break, guys. We had uh, a little bit more action than we kind of thought, especially with this first one. So, uh, as everyone knows, Pierre Gasly has been demoted from Red Bull, and in his spot, Albon or Alex Albon has been uh, moved up into the big boy seat. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Well, typical. I just found it really weird because Red Bull, like right before that, was like, "No, nah, we're keeping, we're keeping Gasly." The entire year, not Holy just year. Red Bull, specifically Christian Horner. Specifically Horner, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> slitheriest snake in the paddock. Yeah. As well, soon as summer break started, we get the news that they're switching seats. I might want to amend that sentence. He might not be the slitheriest snake uh, when there Who? is cereal abeatable. Oh yeah. No true. no no not neither of them. You know who who uh, can out slither them? Who? Who? Story. Oh my God, we'll get yeah. to that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Pierre is now back <laughs> at uh, Toro Rosso, where Brandon and I fell in love with him last year. We both uh, actually mm-hmm. have his hat, um, which I struggled to get from F one's website for some reason, but he was kind. <laughs> yeah. He was kind enough to order it for me. That was hilarious. You All were right. like trying for like five minutes straight, and I got right on it. Oh my God, I was so mad. Not, not just that. I remember we were all at my house, and Ben's like, "Yeah, I can't get it. I can't get it. See, I can't get it." And then Brandon's like, "I got it." Just and then he was yeah, like, honestly, I got two. Ben, <laughs> if you had if if you hadn't have com- if you hadn't have complained about not being able to get it, I wouldn't have looked at the website and gone it that day. Yeah, that worked out really well. I'm just gonna try that <laughs> next time. I need a hat and be like, Brandon, I can't get it. I don't know what's going on. I got two. <laughs> I'm just feeling like too lazy to even try and order it. All right. Uh, what else happened over the summer break? Uh, Perez. Well, it wasn't really summer break, but yeah, close. It was a signing, and Perez just signed for three more years at Racing Point. Also, we now have to call it Racing Point. I don't like it. What? <laughs> Wait, what happened? I don't. Uh, after the summer break, we now have to call Force India Racing Point. Why is that? Why they were Force India? Why do we have to? Okay. Fine, we don't have yeah, I'm to. I'm setting my ways. Who's, but who's putting a gun <laughs> in my head? I don't remember right the conversation we just they? had about beer. Well, <laughs> first off, my dad is the owner of Stroll Force, so I don't Whoa. want you talking to me like that ever again. Oh, hey, I take. Uh, sorry, I've been calling Lance Brandon <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> Whoop. Whoops. But yeah, Prez is now signed for three additional years, and I'm assuming Lance Stroll's going to stay on the team since his dad. <laughs> Practically, that would be the most savage. That would be the most savage thing ever if uh, a dad, if, yeah, if Lawrence Stroll <laughs> just booted Lance. All right, like, send nah, we got Checo. All right, go back to Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I think Williams might take him over Robert at this point. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sad day. All right. So really next good. thing that happened over the summer break was Botas signs for another year with Mercedes. So that's a good look for him. Um, he started off really strong this season, but um, I mean, he hasn't fallen off as bad as he did last season, but he's definitely mm-hmm. probably not in championship contention anymore. I would say. Yeah, definitely not. He's, um, he's given up, I think. At least it looks I, like it. I was really hoping that Ocon would have taken a seat. But unfortunately, that didn't really happen. Yeah, like I, I like I just, I just wish Botas wouldn't fall off because like he's he's obviously really good when he's on his day. But then yeah, he's second, isn't he? Yeah, he's still second, I believe. Yeah, he's still second. Yeah, he's still second, but he's really uh, just not within a firing range anymore of Lewis. I, so I, he's yeah, probably no. resigned to a wingman role. I would, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want Ocon in the Mercedes seat just because I don't think he necessarily deserves that seat. But I do want him back in formula one you know like if i were to give that seat to anyone i'd give it to hulkenberg especially now but uh i'd oh. give it to hulkenberg oh or is that is that a segue i'm i'm hearing yeah it could be I think that might be a segue <laughs> that might be a segue but, but what do you segue what else happened way over on my uh hoverboard what uh what do you guys think <laughs> on your segue yeah Mm, I don't know. Uh, I might have thought he would until he threw away his literal sure shot podium at uh, Germany. Yeah. Which Botas also but threw so away um, his race. And yeah, so did mm-hmm. Lewis. But still, um, I mean, Botas. But well, Botas really earned it at Williams, is where I would say Botas still yeah, earns well, the seat. Well, that's a weird more. thing to say. Yeah, that's a very weird thing to say. And people are probably going to look it up when they heard that. They're like, wait a minute. Did you just say Earns and Williams <laughs> and all of that in the same sentence? Yeah. Yes, Botas and Massa were at Williams on their final years of being competitive. And they did really well. Uh, yeah, they had, they had podiums. I think they had race wins. Yeah, that was a weird year. Mm, yeah, but the way Massa finished out Williams, that kind of sucked. Yeah, it's, that's post, uh, post-Botas Williams is what you're thinking of. Yeah. yeah, I know, but the way he finished <laughs> off, that really sucked for Massa. That was such a weird thing for Massa, too, because like, he was like, I'm only coming back if they want me. Tell me you want me. Tell me you want me. Tell me. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's, it's like the hold me back. Why doesn't anybody hold me back? Like a dog. That's like, that's like Heidi and Ellie every time they see a larger dog. Hold me back. Their heads off. And if they're behind, especially if they're behind a fence. Yeah. Ugh. So, uh, what other news do we have over the summer break, guys? So, segue uh, smoothly on over to Renault. Uh, looks like Renault is ditching the Hulk. Uh, they're no longer going to have Hulkenberg on their team, and they're bringing in Ocon. Ding, 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 ding. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Now, have you guys heard whether or not Ricardo has signed for another year? Because I thought he was only on a one-year contract. Mm, I uh, thought... I thought he I was thought on a multiple. longer contract. Yeah, uh, um, I can. You guys. Uh, so yeah, we'll keep chatting while Brandon uh, investigates. Uh, yeah, it. I'll look it up on the side. Yeah. yeah. So um, I do think this is probably a good move for Renault. I mean, I don't think necessarily like Hulkenberg, like deserves he's to be sacked. Not bad, yeah. Yeah, he's obviously not bad, but like, I mean, but he hasn't, hasn't done, done too much there, yeah. and just like he hasn't done anything at any of the teams he's been at, he was. He was a pretty like yeah, sought not. after, sought after prospect when he came into F one, and he, just like has it. It's kind of like uh, that's yeah, about it. it's kind of like a Rubens Barrichello situation. Like clearly talented, just hasn't 
been at a team where he can he hasn't lucked into that team that's a championship team and yep if he if he did he i mean maybe now he might be on a championship team like in the future but he's mm-hmm. definitely being beat by daniel ricardo could you imagine if that i think the problem came in on a dominant team and just like stayed on a dominant team that dude would probably be like another michael schumacher because he is really consistent and really dependable he and just really german mm-hmm. yeah yeah that too <laughs> forgot about that part that's probably more important than anything else but he he hasn't been on a good team yet on a great uh, by the way it was it was a two-year contract okay so he has one more year for sure then. yes i think okay you think he'll then, resign i honestly don't know if there's a sure. vacant seat then i'm gonna go ahead and say yeah. he's out because yeah. i i think ricardo yeah it was in the Drive to Survive series on Netflix. Ricardo wanted something different, but at the same time, he was looking for someone that he can actually, uh, somewhere where he can be focused on and actually gun for the championship. Yeah. And he thought Renault was going yeah. further than they actually went this season. Yeah, we all. Which did. might be a good, it might be a good look for him to stick around one more season just in case, like, yeah, they do make that improvement because there's nothing worse than the Alonzo effect oh, where you go yeah. somewhere oh, and then God. once you leave, they instantly become good. Yeah, and a good team uh, goes down to drain the moment that you arrive, step foot in there. Yeah, I I still hope. Alonzo I still hope for Alonzo return. Yeah, that's it. I do. I think it would be great for him to return just to watch him crash and burn again, even. Oh my god. I mean, I don't hope that he does that, but like it would be a great talking point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would. So, um especially after than, the Indy thing. Yeah. The Indy car. Yeah, we won't talk so about So other that. other than um <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's I actually I have that diecast car right in front of me because they were all on sale after he didn't even qualify. <laughs> 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 um, but anyway, so Ocon uh, taking the Reynolds seat. So while Hulkenberg hasn't really done anything to make himself look bad, what what did Ocon? What do we think Ocon's done to make himself deserving of the seat? Uh, I don't. I think that it's really it really speaks to his character that he didn't uh, like necessarily bitch out of the shoving contest that he and Max. Oh had. yeah, I was thinking about that too. Uh, yeah. Um, and it may sound funny, but I, I mean it seriously because, like, in a race, uh, when you're going up against someone like the likes of Max Verstappen, uh, and he's refusing to give up a line, a line that he obviously doesn't deserve, like, I don't know, mm-hmm. you know let's just say 2019 Belgium Grand Prix, for example, um, you gotta be really, really, uh, assertive about your position on the track and Ocon didn't seem to be more aggressive than Max Verstappen in that shoving contest but uh, I think he's aggressive enough I think that was really a one way shoving contest too because Ocon just kind of stood there and laughed at Max yeah definitely and then I think Ocon definitely showed that he has this skill like Sergio Perez Seems like a sought after, sought after driver, and I think Ocon should be just as much, if not more, sought after because he was right there with Sergio Perez last year at Spa. Remember when they were both on the both sides of I think Seb, 
on the main straight, not the main straight, but right after Eau Rouge. Um, they were going for like. I remember. Third. I remember Perez running Ocon into the wall at the straightaway leading into Eau Rouge. Ocon ran Perez. I could have sworn. No, no. No, wasn't Perez. it Spall last year when they were both on either side of a Ferrari and they were okay. both gunning for like yeah. a top three position? Yeah, that yeah. was right at the start, I think, too, right? That, yeah. That particular one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Because we yeah, were all he... like, what is Force India doing? Yeah, exactly. I think he, he showed his skill in that race and many races. Um, but yeah, ultimately. Unlapping himself I, at Brazil, which caused that. Uh, almost that's unlapping true. himself. Driving yes. Yeah. He had that fight, though. Yeah. That, that uh, fight in him. Yeah, I mean, he. Yeah, I, he, I, I think it just shows how much of a good, not good driver, but how fierce he can be as submissive as he may seem, like, attitude wise. Yeah. When it comes to Definitely. racing, he's not that submissive. For sure. So, um, where are we at this week, Brandon? Now that we're back from summer break. Ooh, back from summer break. We are here at Belgium, again, at Spa. Uh, qualifying left us with a 1-2 finish for, uh, not finish, but start for Ferrari, which was great for Ferrari fans. But uh, as we learned from the race, it didn't quite end that way. That's the worst when it's great for Ferrari fans because I feel like that just doesn't bode well <laughs> for the end of the race. Because <laughs> the la- let's look, we could look back at the last time it was great for Ferrari fans with their one-two lockout um, at Bahrain, the beginning of this season, and yeah, and I don't think we need and to what, talk what, about how that went. Been like a yeah, once out. again, Leclerc was fucking ahead of everybody, and then there goes a the car. Yeah, <laughs> that was a brutal one. So let's go ahead and move on to our blunders, battles, and bullseyes. So we'll come in with blunders. Javi, do you want to start us off? Uh, yeah, uh, right at the start of a race. Um, you know what I just realized? Even before the thing that I'm going to mention, uh, it was Carlos Sainz. He had the very first blunder of the whole race. Um, he stalled at the start line. Didn't go anywhere. If you guys were to look yeah. up the 2019 Belgium Grand Prix race reviews um, or highlight videos, you would just you'd see 19 cars take off from the start line, and then you'd see one orange car just sadly sitting, uh, not going anywhere. Um, but just wanted yeah. to enter that one. But immediately after that, uh, the most exciting blunder of the race happened at turn one and it was uh with max verstappen uh winning and losing the entire race at turn one uh by shunting and t-boning kimmy raikkonen uh kimmy wasn't too happy about that i'll uh mention that (laughs) later on in the battle section but yeah that was probably the largest blunder i think of the entire race he uh tried to go straight during a 90 degree turn um and i know that he did it on purpose because he's done that exact same move on plenty of other drivers uh tries to claim space that doesn't belong to him and really shouldn't belong to anyone because it's not only off the drive line but it's also off the course um yeah 
Yeah. Oh, the baby agrees too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I heard it say yeah. Really agrees. So, um, <laughs> so we have we have pictures here. We'll go ahead and share them on Twitter and Instagram as well. But so as Max gets for one, Max gets a terrible start off the line. A Force yeah, India even gets ahead of him is how bad his start is. Um, so he's coming up to the turn. He goes all the way to the right side of the track and slowly is drifting further and further right, which to get around a 90 degree, an almost 90 degree turn, which you have right at the start of, uh, of Spa, is not a place that you can even make the turn. Like, it's not possible. And in these pictures, you can see everyone is already turning. They're almost... They're almost at a total T by the time they actually get to the turn, which is where you need to be to actually make this turn. And Max is still going straight and just drifting further to the right. Kimmy is then turning like pretty much as late as he can to get around yeah, this turn. And as far out as he can. Yeah, yeah. and as and keep keep in mind that Max probably isn't in his mirror. Yeah. Right yeah. now, yeah, literally, because Kimmy's already turning, so his mirror is facing, spot. yeah, is facing a Force India who would have been behind, or I mean, uh, Racing Point, which would have been behind him by that point. So Max just drives up the inside off the track and shunts into Kimmy. I wouldn't even call that driving oh, up the inside because he he wasn't on the course. He was, he just well, came yeah. out of blue and shunted him off. Yeah, he just drives into the right side of the track and crashes into Kimmy. He drives onto the track. He was either expecting to squeeze impossibly through a needle or have Kimmy sway to the left and crash into everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. All, all he like, wanted there, was there for... Was, yep. There was no excuse for him to go there. Yep. No, there's really, that's never a move that would have worked. I mean, if Kimmy had uh, braked, like, for no reason, maybe he could have made it, but I'm pretty sure he would have hit Valtteri if, at yeah. that point. Because Max had was wasn't anywhere where he could actually make a ninety degree turn in these bus long Formula One cars that they have now. Well, um, before we move on to the next thing, uh, and before we lose any other Max Verstappen fan listener, we should probably mention that next next week, if Max happens to do the exact same thing, which I I don't doubt he will. He always tends to pull out some move out of his ass that's like this. And, overly or drives overly aggressive uh next week we'll have someone who will be here to defend him he will defend him to the <laughs> death yeah yes he will we're pretty sure that's why he didn't actually come on this week was because we were all we were all saying how wrong he was um so sorry wade but uh <laughs> all right so our next blunder um if you guys remember our rich energy episode so the uh president or ceo of rich energy william story is now somehow back in charge of rich energy or as it's been rebranded lightning bolt energy so basically what happened originally was william story went on this crazy twitter rampage saying how he's done with haas and blah 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 and he's gonna withdraw but really he's going through all these illegal things anyway and now a um there's this company called the BDG Group who are unlicensed solvency practitioners. Now, that sounds like a doctor, but it's not. It's basically a bunch of business people who are not lawyers, who are not going to follow any rules um, that matter Shady to those who are people. licensed solvency practitioners. 
Um, and these same people have now given 6,400 shares back to William Story. Um, they were given to him by the uh, owner of the BDG group or someone high up in the BDG group, Matthew Bruce Kell. So uh, this has got to be the most shady inside job I have ever witnessed. All right. So I ever since Haas came out with the new livery and showed off Rich Energy as their main sponsor, it was super shady. Like, always yeah, has been shady us, since the beginning. None of us knew who in the hell that was. Exactly. Never heard of him. Or anyone on the planet, for that matter. Yeah. Including William Story. <laughs> he probably hired some guy to make a shell corporation, and Pop came out uh, Rich Energy. I he think he saw a vehicle, and he's like, hey, what's, what's that Rich Energy? Oh, that's your company. That's your, uh, <laughs> that's your cover company. Oh, okay. Hover company? Yeah, cover. Oh, cover. I <laughs> said hover. I was like, that's like that's even it. more than a shell company. It's just floating <laughs> over the top. There's <laughs> no protection. No, he's also into hoverboards. That wouldn't surprise me because he ripped off the white bikes logo so much. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you see that, Brandon? Um, yeah, you, you they, showed me that. Essentially, that. their logo. Yeah, their logo is just a carbon copy of white bikes, but someone messed up the tracing a little and it added a small extra horn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's completely different. There's another horn. Like, There's another horn. <laughs> There's like a, like a one millimeter horn. It's totally <laughs> different, guys. That's almost as... Uh, almost, I honestly oh, wonder no. if that's actually what happened like someone was like yo yeah. we're making we're making a company just really fast we need a logo uh all right looks up something really freaking weird and finds that something yeah, what that's it, definitely not energy drinks no they should have just ever used notice. a bunch of they should have just used a bunch of like cash like a bunch of money to be like yo we're rich energy like we ball and we got all this money we got 10 rolls royce fleet they they should have taken like a screenshot of a rap video with some rapper throwing up hundreds and then they should have used uh, Rich Kelly why wasn't Rick Ross a part of this oh no I mean I don't mean Rich Kelly I mean um, Coach Rich oh (laughs) oh yeah or MGK (laughs) that's not the same but (laughs) anyway let's move on to the next high school track coach Rich? Yeah, that's that's who I met, oh, Coach Rich. I was like, what are you talking about? I, well, when I said Rich I Kelly, I was thinking Machine Gun Kelly, and then I thought, wait Brandon, a minute. Do you know what? anything about Rich Kelly? Do you know I, how he's doing? No. Uh, I don't, what about Coach Rich? Because those are two different people. Yeah, I have no idea who they are. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> next blunder. Antonio Giovinazzi is having a wonderful race. He's all the way up into eighth place with two laps to go. And now if he had just simply finished this race, this would have been his second points finish in F1. But unfortunately, he just just bends it. He spins out, loses, crashes into the wall, loses control of the car, and he is out of the race. Um, Did you guys see the last time he scored points that – Fred Vasseur or whatever the uh, the um, Alfa Romeo guy is like just came yeah. up and cut off a huge chunk of his hair <laughs> on Instagram. No. Yeah, on yeah, Instagram, yeah. Twitter, it was all over the internet. Yeah, you he didn't did see that, that shit. Hobby? It was hilarious. I don't remember it, <laughs> dude. 
And I don't, I can't think of any other way to to piss off an Italian than to cut their beautiful locks. Dude, every single one of Anto's posts is in, Ita- in Italian. That's how Italian he is. He's like, yo, I know English, not posting in it though. Huh. Yeah, honestly though, that that made me really sad. <laughs> Having <laughs> Anto uh, fuck it all up at the end. Ever since Kimmy moved, I'm I'm a Kimmy fan. So wherever he goes, I Who follow with. That's true. That that's really true. But yeah, I I've been on Alpha and I've been following Alpha as much as possible, and this would have been Anto's like I want to say like confirmation, like that he is he does belong to be belong. He does deserve to be there and actually drive with the greats because he was going to score again and this would have been his best and would have uh, been a really good example for Alpha because obviously Kimmy is Kimmy and he's always going to be amazing out there but uh, now sure. with all the, these signings going on we don't know what's going to happen with Anto well what's our next blunder if... Brandon hold on I was gonna say even if he doesn't perform well, he being Kimmy, uh, on the track, he still does amazing out there with his uh, quotes and comments and <laughs> actions true. and yeah, everything else. But yeah, sure. go ahead. But uh, since we're talking about Alpha, we can talk about Ferrari, the other Italian, Italian around here. Um, the big boy team. So Ferrari continues to. I don't know if it really applies to this case, but Ferrari is still favoring Seb, which is completely respectable because Seb is experienced and four times world champion. Yeah, he's a four time world champion. Uh, but this all started at like China when they told Leclerc, hey, let Seb lead. He is in the faster car or whatever. And then he just had to let him go. It was team orders. And now, this time around, they had Seb pit first rather than let Leclerc come in, get better tires, and extend the lead, possibly. Yeah, um, they they finally transferred their, uh, their Seb first policy over to Charles first. At least in this race, I mean, one, he qualified pole. Two, he seemed to be having a better race. I don't know. I didn't really pay attention to Ferrari's strategy this time, to be completely honest. So I'm not sure, like, if they, if they would have kept Seb out, mm. uh, if like what would have happened for them comparatively. But at least this race, they definitely made Seb block for Charles. Yeah, uh, I think they uh, decided to keep Charles Leclerc out there a little bit longer because he was able to pull away from the rest of the pack fairly easily and. I think, I think it should have been the other way around. Personally, uh, Seb Pitt Charles first. Yes, I think so because I think Seb he was already holding them back, so he could have held them back for a little bit while Charles is re- Charles is uh, regaining his positions, and then uh-huh. Seb at the end he had he worn out tires back. and he was losing all that grip and ended up losing the battle against. Well, we'll talk about it. In the next section, but ultimately he ended up losing battles because of it. Yes, 
So you're saying they should have put um, Charles and then let Seb hold up everybody as Charles re uh, reworks his way through the field? Yes. Did anyone pay attention? So I I just did not pay any attention to pit stops this race, to be completely honest. Um, I can't really think of any. Don't really remember these pit stops that well. But um, when did Lewis pit? He pitted at the same lap as uh, Sebastian lap 14. Uh-huh. So how long after that did Charles pit? Because Here, All the way up on. in 20. Hold on, I can, I, both I, can, I can pull this up real quick. So I have it in Lewis, front of me already. Oh, okay. So both Lewis and Charles are both superb at managing their tires. So I could definitely see how how Ferrari would have wanted to keep um to keep Charles out because while even while he's pushing, just like Lewis, Lewis can be pushing and still having great life on those tires. Mm-hmm. So as Lewis pits, I could totally see Ferrari allowing uh Charles to stay out and just pitting Seb to try and cover off Lewis in that pit window or or Botas even in that pit window, really any competition for them, but allowing Charles to try and extend that lead as long as he is still comfortable on the tires. Yeah. I yeah. I thought they uh they did an all right strategy wise because um I don't understand why, but for some reason Sebastian was having a hard time keeping up with uh with Charles Leclerc and Lewis Hamilton. If you remember Lewis Hamilton said a couple of times over the radio that um Sebastian was losing it or he's not that fast or he should be passing him here shortly. Um I'm not sure what happened with his driving at the you know. first fourteen laps, but he he wasn't pulling away as fast or as quickly as uh, Charles was. So you, I think you guys think it was a car problem first. No, no, I don't think it was, there was probably any just car a problem. setup problem. Hmm. Yeah, I think. I mean, at this point, I think Sebastian might be. So Sebastian's probably still pushing really hard at that point because I mean Seb's not gonna not push. But I think that was just leading to him using up those tires, using up that whole that whole window that he had to be setting fast laps, but he wasn't able to keep keep it with Leclerc because, I mean, as as we saw from qualifying, he was definitely there or thereabouts with, with the speed because he was mm-hmm. able to, to oh, qualify. Oh, also, it was lap four or five. Remember, um, uh, Sebastian kept logging up his tires when uh, Lewis Hamilton was getting close, so... If he had too many flat spots on there, then he had to pit first. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That would definitely put that into a uh, into a way higher priority if Sebastian's mm-hmm. will. Because do you guys remember what race was it where he flat spotted his tires and then just vibrated his front wing off? Yeah, it, it didn't vibrate off. It exploded. Yeah, off. it did. Yeah, it just exploded. Guys, so wait, wait, wait. Makes sense. Do you guys remember what happened to Charles on that one corner where he? Just didn't turn. He opted out. Yeah. I am stupid corner. <laughs> no. Oh. No, it was at the uh, the chicane at the end of of uh, the straightaway. After oh yeah, that was like one of. He the, just was that opted like the, out. That was, was when, like what uh, the third Alex, lap or something like that. Yeah. Alex said, "All right, I have to go to work. You guys keep me updated." <laughs> and I'm like, "Update. Charles is not participating in chicanes." That was funny. I remember that now. Yeah. <laughs> that was so like. That was such like that would have been a huge issue like right after the Canada race, but no one even mentioned that. 
No. Mm. And later on, it was like, incident with card number 14, Charles. Noted. <laughs> Noted. That's funny. Is this so, number yeah. 14? I don't even know that. I'm pretty sure it's 14, isn't it? No, 14 was Alonzo, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, 14 was definitely Alonzo, but he's not there anymore. So, I mean, could be. But you said it's 16? That sounds right. That sounds more right yeah. than 14. <laughs> They're just noting an issue with Alonzo still. <laughs> <laughs> There's an issue. <laughs> Which is a great segue for Brandon's next blunder. Uh, the McLaren issues that we had this race. Boom. Uh, obviously, Javi mentioned the fact that signs just stalled at the beginning. Which was super sad and really weird because McLaren has been doing really well this season. So is Carlos, like definitely yeah, atypical in both of them. He's number one in F one point five. Yes, he is. And if you guys don't follow him on uh, Instagram, please do. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, F one point five is basically take out the top three teams, and the rest of the field is uh, F one point five. Yeah, that's 1. the field. 5. So yeah, science is in the lead, and then we're gonna have to talk about in Norris. Oh, of the <laughs> of Formula One point five. I was like, wait a minute. No, so, so science stalled, and Norris. What happened to Norris? I don't. Uh, I have no idea. I, I think his engine gave out or something. But yeah, he was he was slotted to finish at fifth. He was doing really well in the last lap. He just slowed down majorly and he ended up finishing 11th right where he started yeah he lost six positions i think on that last straightaway i think is where his engine gave out at so basically after the bus stop chicane um he just kind of pulled off and wasn't able to accelerate and i think had to just coast across the line but yeah ends up in 11th like brandon said so mm-hmm. bad weekend it was for up McLaren. there it was up there from the beginning too yeah it was, really it was right off there. of the the first corner, Lasaurus just mayhem that happened. Yeah, yeah. Listen to us using corner names. He just uh, he saw Kimmy and Max Verstappen crash, and then like like me when uh, two players take each other <laughs> each other out in racing simulator games, you're just like, ah, oh, yes. And yeah, he, he just took it. And, yeah, he's like, all right, thank you. I'll take this. Yeah, yeah. Lando Norris has also been doing really well. He's one of the rookies that's been shining out there, especially with his social media. He's like the meme king of F1. Lando Norris yeah. is the king of social media. He's gonna yeah, pass Lewis sure. Hamilton one day if he keeps this up on Dude, he's social already media. Him in yeah, my, I already think he's passed. Yeah, Lewis isn't making memes. Oh, yeah. and if you want to consider this a blunder, um, Lewis opens up a neat burger. I wonder if I can get Emily to go there because <laughs> so my my girlfriend is a vegetarian, um, so maybe we can go to Lewis's Burger Chain and I'll be able to provide a review. That'd be great. I wonder Ooh. what where's it at? Fake burgers taste like. I mean, uh, I've had a few sure. different fake burgers and they're all like decent, especially like especially if they're not going for the actual burger flavor, then you're on then you're onto something like a black bean burger, for example. Delicious all the time. I had a really it is, burger. It is in London. If you want to go there, okay, that's close. I live <laughs> right by London. I've I've had a black bean burger and I've had a 
a uh, vegetable hot dog, and both of them were just overloaded with like sp- spices, so that you wouldn't taste the vegetables or tofu or whatever they use as a. That sounds weird. I I haven't had a black bean burger that tastes like that, but it was um, it it just tasted like hot sauce. Or like Did you put hot sauce on it. <laughs> no, not this time. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to um, battles. What uh, what battles did we see this weekend? Or at least what notable battles did we see this weekend? Um, I would say that uh, Kimmy versus some fucking guy. Uh, that was a pretty good battle. Um, apparently, uh, some fucking guy uh, hit him right at the beginning. Um, yeah, that one. That was probably... I don't know the most entertaining one to watch, but then also Lewis and Sebastian battling at the beginning of the race. Um, after that, they kind of just went their own separate ways, and they were battling each other, but it was mostly in the pits and knowing when to pit, uh, knowing what tires to pull out. Uh, after that uh, first introductory, or first five laps, um, they kind of didn't see each other very much. Um, yeah, that's all I got. So with this Kimmy versus uh, the unnamed person, do we have any so good radio quotes from that? Uh, yeah, Kimmy uh, immediately got onto the radio after, quote, some fucking guy hit him and said, uh, quote, some fucking guy hit me. Sorry, some fucking idiot hit me. Uh, and then he said he got back onto the radio, I guess, and really wanted his race engineers to know how how much he hated these people because he said, quote, fucking fuck these people. Uh, and then at the top of El Rouge, that was all within the first turn. And then at the top of El Rouge, which would be, what, like lap three and, yeah, lap three, uh, this guy, some fucking guy, uh, hit him again, and Kimmy said well, he hit me again. What well, would be a lap guy. three? Oh, did I say lap three? I meant turn three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my yes. bad. Also, can we start calling it El Rouge? El no. Rouge? <laughs> so El Red? That's what I kept thinking Javi was saying was El, El Rojo? Rouge. <laughs> El Rojo. Sorry, Belgium. The red. I like it. What do you guys think? Yeah. I like El El Rojo. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's Redalion. Radion. Redalion. Radion. Listen here, little buddy. (laughs) We got. Let's not bring out this again. We can can do this (laughs) after the podcast and we play Counter Strike. Let's not do it here. Okay. Okay. You sound like Brad Pitt in. Inglorious bastards. <laughs> Arriva <laughs> Bongiorno. So our yeah. next battle um, in the recently promoted uh, Red Bull seat was 
Alexander Albon, um, and he makes his way up um, from 17th place to 5th, um, which, so most of the race, uh, I think we kind of thought he was having a quiet race, and we're probably giving him a little bit of stick because we were like, ah, nah, he's not doing anything more than anyone else, and ah, Red Bull's definitely sabotaging this other yeah. seat. But, I mean, when it was Albon versus the world, he did, uh, he was able to push himself up there. Well, also... The qualify. The only reason he qualified seventeenth uh, was because was it Kubica, whose car just stopped, and he was on his out lap, and then they yeah, red it flagged it, and he wasn't able to get a, a lap in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why. so Robert yeah, Kubica basically him. just K magged him. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't just him either that uh, that missed out on it. I think there were four other drivers. Signs. That- Science missed Kef- out. Kefi had also missed out. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people yep. missed out because of that one. But uh, Alvin still proved that he he deserves to be there. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then we have one final battle. Uh, Stroll versus Grosjean. That one was pretty interesting on lap 41. That they, was my favorite battle of the whole race. It was really good. It was really good. Um. Basically, what happened was, I don't remember what turn it was. Do you remember what turn it was? Uh, it was whatever the the one after. Like, so you go through Orouge and Radion, and then you have the Kimmel Straight or whatever it's called. I think it was that um, that chicane. Okay, yeah. Well, basically, Grosjean was leading, and then was it Hulkenberg? One of the Renaults. Yeah, it was passed Hulkenberg. him by he- really slowly, but getting the job done, and then. Stroll comes along, breaking super late, getting right on the inside, and bumping Grosjean right out to get into that spot. And Grosjean just wilted like a dead flower after yeah. that. He, was, he just pouted and got to the side of the track and was like, oh no, I've been passed again. Like a real Eeyore moment. Where did yeah. you say it was, Ben? I, so I think it was so you, you, like you know the the straightaway after Orouge and Radion. I think it's called the Kimmel Straight. The Kimmel um, Straight, yeah. Yeah, and then whatever that chicane is at the end of that straight, I think is where it was. Lacombe. Lacombe. Lacombe, yeah. That's French for the comb. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and then also we can't forget about like the continuous battle between Lewis and Seb. Yeah, that one, uh, the entire race. And, but we'll, I guess, we'll, well, no, I don't think we'll get to that. But yeah, it was pretty, uh, well, I don't know. We could talk about it in the bullseyes. <laughs> so I'll just wait a second. Yeah, we can get to that. All right, Javi, what are our bullseyes? Uh, bullseyes. I immediately thought of uh, Albon. Albon did uh, pretty well for his first time in a, in a top tier team. Um, he didn't do anything that overly impressed me. Um, I don't know yeah, like no guys. like miraculous yeah. passing or anything. I I definitely right. saw some good passing, but like nothing like um, that was just absurd that he made happen. Yeah, but in order to outperform uh, Gasly, all he had to do was I guess not underwhelm us and mm-hmm. and suck in general. So yeah, he did a pretty good job. Totally agree. 
I think one of the main only passes I saw him really stick was against Daniel Ricardo. But, I mean, again, it's not that impressive for the third best team to be fighting with the, what, sixth yeah. best, best team? But like, not... I, th- I think it should be impressive, though, that this is a guy who just came off of a Toro Rosso car, which is, what, like the seventh fastest? Sixth, maybe? But anyway, sixth fastest car going to the... I would say it's the fastest car. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'd say it's the fastest car, but yeah, going straight from a, that within a month. Yeah, yeah, it's that, it's definitely a way better jump than uh, Pierre had when he switched to uh, switched to Red Bull because I mean he had a fourth place finish in Toro Rosso, so we were all pretty like hyped up to see what he could do and see if he could fight uh, Verstappen mm-hmm. in a Red Bull. But yeah, he just man, he just couldn't. No denying Hopefully it. Hopefully, he does. I want to see him fight. We're stopping in that Red Bull. Yeah, it'll be sweet. Uh, however, I think Alvin Albon would still be a good fit for. Hold on, I think uh, Albon would still be a good fit for Red Bull because Albon is more. I don't want to say aggressive because he's not like super aggressive like Max Verstappen, but he's a lot more aggressive than Gasly has been throughout the season. Yeah, I don't think I've seen any aggression from Gasly um, in the Red Bull seat this year. I don't think I have either, and it's probably mostly because he's been underwhelming. Yeah, for you sure. Know, it's hard to be aggressive when you're not uh, finishing uh, aggressively. I, I, I guess. At the top. At the top. Let me, let me, let me yeah, tweet that, that out real quick. Can't be. be aggressive when you're not <laughs> aggressive. Finishing aggressively. <laughs> Dash Javier Vasquez. I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put the applause in there like that time you went over Formula Pierre Gasly or whatever it was. Formula one point seven five. Yeah, one point seven five. Only 1. Pierre 2. Gasly. Yeah. Because he just he's right in between those two packs between Formula One and Formula One point five. All by himself. So no. our next uh, our next bullseye is actually for uh, the torpedo himself, Daniel Kafiet. Um, similar to uh, Albon, he ends up starting 18th, and he works his way up to seventh place. Um, a few a few battles. I mean, nothing super impressive again, but uh, he definitely was fighting his way and had a smooth race. Didn't hit anybody. Didn't crash out. Um, their strategy worked out fine, and he moved up and. Uh, Got his way up to seventh place. Nice points finish again for Honda and Toro Rosso. Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly surprised that Daniel Kvyat wasn't the one that was switched out instead of Alvin. I would almost. So I'll see what you guys think about this. If I mean, so I know there's the aspect of like, if you want to be successful in Formula One, nothing else should matter, and you should go to the best team at the time. But like, I would also be super salty if I was Kvyat about going back to Red Bull. <laughs> like because they already demoted they me and kicked me out yeah yeah instead of yeah. like being like oh you know what daniel like everyone makes mistakes sometimes we'll just let you like learn from it they're like you know what nah we want max up here who's just gonna make a ton of mistakes and wreck everybody finish really well a couple times and really not much better than you maybe would have if you were given the exact same opportunity. But, yeah, that guy. That's the guy we're going to go with. Yeah. 
I think I might be a little salty if I was him. So, I mean, I'm not saying like they offered it to him. They probably didn't because that's, you know, Red Bull would never do that because they're Red Bull and they don't make awesome decisions a lot of the time. Or mistakes. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'd, I definitely probably would have been salty if they had asked me. And I would have been like, you know what? No, I'm going to stay with Toro Rosso. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. He's definitely not going to be loyal the moment someone else offers him a deal. He's 100%. Probably not <laughs> yeah, at this point, about it. I wouldn't be surprised if Daniel gonna, doesn't stay. He's going to he's gonna Andrew luck them and just wait till the beginning of the mm-hmm. season and then be like, all right, I'm out. That would have been amazing. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know who could have paid him to do that? Cyril Beatable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be. Oh, that's too much. <laughs> that's too much. Do you okay, think, okay. Do you think Christian Horner would honestly kill Cyril at that point? Probably. Oh, man. He would have had. No, he wouldn't even kill him like with violently either. He'd put like a poison in his drink or something. Ugh. All right. So what's our next bullseye? Uh, we have a few more. Um, we got the Ferrari oh, lockout. Yeah, we got the Ferrari lockout all the way up at the front. Um, what else can I say? They locked out the front row. Scary situation for Ferrari. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, um, that doesn't, that's not exactly the best foreshadowing for them. Uh, Mm -hmm. the last time that they locked out the front row, but that definitely was a way better finish this time. Yeah. 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 At least they got Brundle did, uh, point out that pole position isn't uh, necessarily the best place to be on. Um, I think that's kind of weird because that's got to be like the fourth, fourth or third time that I've heard that this year, and it's kind of odd that they haven't. Um, I don't know that they keep assigning a pole position to uh, a non-optimal position on the track. <laughs> I want to interview the drivers oh. and go through and be like, "Hey, if you had to choose one position to start from this race, where would you choose?" Yeah. I just about guarantee none of them are gonna say anything less than. This first. has been a problem for since like the beginning of that whole positioning thing. I remember I was watching the uh, the Senna documentary. Ayrton Senna kept on saying, like, during his war with Prost or whatever, uh, he was kept on saying, like, hey, I think that pole position should be on the inside oh. lane because it's bullcrap that Prost is going to get the inside. The inside lane at the end of the straightaway, yeah. Yeah, maybe I've... instead of uh, assigning a pole position, maybe they should just, uh, you know, let the qualifying – uh, results stand for the position in which you get to choose what position you want. Kind of like in so like person track in and field. Place. Yeah, uh, you can do that in track. Well, I don't remember. Yeah, that. I don't think I was. An option. Well, I don't, I don't know that about like high school, but I was watching some of the uh, the Diamond League championships. Yeah, and, and they get to choose. Yeah, they get to choose the previous champ world champion gets to choose what lane they run in. Okay, well then, yeah, just like that. I think, so I, they changed the ruling after that. I think they just started giving the inside line to, um, so like, I, I know what you're talking about in the Senate documentary, and I think they had some rule change a while after that to give the actual pole position sitter the inside mm-hmm. line, or maybe what was perceived as the better line at the time, because I don't know if it's always the inside line. Because I remember it's another not. time, um, 
Yeah, so another time like, that Senna had like an issue here. with it because the, the track was dirty on the side um, that yeah. the pole position was on. So I, I don't think they get to choose, but I think it may be like the, what's it called, the the Racing Drivers Association or whatever, yeah. um, maybe has predetermined what spots they think are the actual best spot to give pole position to. But I'm not sure. I haven't looked into that. Maybe we'll have to find out about that. Definitely. We'll keep you updated next week. So, um, Brandon, what's our next bullseye? Oh, well, Gasly seems to be doing really well, given the fact that when he was on Red Bull, he was placing below the points, and now he's just as high now on a Toro Rosso. Yeah, yeah 100%. It's, uh, it's just like a repeat from last year. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he's more like comfortable in that car. Yeah, he's got to be more comfortable in that car. Like, I don't know. I mean, the Red Bull is obviously a faster car, but something about the setup or it probably the mechanics just better suits the way he likes to attack a corner. That's probably like it. F- like a Frenchman. <laughs> no, That's I how think he attacks a corner. I think that he likes to carry. I don't, know how to, I don't know how to word it, but... A baguette. <laughs> well, obviously, a baguette. Yes, he obviously has a baguette, and I'm surprised he hasn't... <laughs> a croissant on the side. But uh, anyway, I think the Red Bull is more suited to, like, stop and go. Like, go super fast, super fast, super fast, break late, and those brakes just stop you. To go whip around that corner, but the Toro Rosso is more meant to like gradually get you to a nice pace to carry all of that momentum straight through the corner. Definitely. All right, so our next uh, bullseye, Lance Stroll qualifies in tenth position. Um, I think that's his highest or tied with his uh-huh. highest. Um, yeah qualifying position for the whole season the best yeah i was gonna say is that the best he's kind of qualified this whole year because i don't remember hearing him in the top 10 at all making yeah. it out of uh, q3 in fact that's what he's known for for not making it yes yeah, not of making it out of q3 <laughs> like literally i think he's because they even had like the uh force stro- stroll point racing force um even has a like charity thing set up where all the um, positions that the drivers make up from the start of the race, uh, they'll donate like a thousand dollars to charity or something, something like that. Um, which is really great now, f- or really not great now, if Lance Stroll's up here qualifying tenth and Sergio Perez is qualifying sixth or seventh. Like, they're gonna have to reverse it and go to losing points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, just real quick. So I'm sure everyone is aware, but um, there was a death in the Formula 2 race, unfortunately. Um, Anthony Hubert, uh, a German driver, I believe, was killed. Um, But a nice thing in a bullseye that we're going to give on lap 19, which was Anthony's number, um, the entire crowd, the entire Formula 1 community stood up, applauded. A lot of people just shared a heart on Twitter, on social medias like that. Um, so it was a very nice show of uh, solidarity for yeah, the Yeah, I, I don't know if you guys event. saw uh, any of the Instagram posts about the little like moment of silence that they gave before the race. It yeah. was it's a racetrack where everyone is walking around, doing whatever they want to do. 
It was dead silent throughout the entire track. You could and not hear- only, not only at the F one race as well. Um, several other motorsports gave that that minute of silence as well. It was. I, d- I didn't uh, see any of those Instagram posts. I'll have to look them up. Yeah, it's it's honestly. Well, first of all, it's weird having a dead silent racetrack, and second of all, it's really powerful the fact that the this many people and that everyone at the track was so willing to just stop for a minute and respect or like give their thoughts and prayers for this person for Antoine. For sure. And I mean, even a lot of times with national anthems, like no one shuts up for a national anthem even, but this, this time mm-hmm. everyone was silent. Everything yeah. was silent. Belgium was silent. Oh, and I love the fact that they put the, his racing number on the cars with that little star racing for Antoine. Yes. Yeah. I loved it. That was nice as well. So, um, a little bit of comic relief here. Let's move on. Well, still keeping the bullseyes, but I have my brand new, very favorite ever interruption that Martin Brundle has done on his gridwalk <laughs> where he only interrupts people. So if you didn't see this, um, I'll try and find the link and put it in the show notes here. But Gene Haas actually came to a race and who already looked kind of pissed off and talking to another pissed off guy, Kevin Magnuson, who's always angry, but they're sitting here chatting on the ground. Martin Brundle has the nerve to walk up to Gene Haas and say, uh, excuse me, can I talk to Kevin? <laughs> and Gene just gets huh. this absolute look of anger on his face and just stands up and steps off to the side. And Martin has about a useless 10 second <laughs> chat with Kevin. You know, oh, how you feeling, Kevin? Uh, it's a race. Okay, great. I'm going to go talk to Gene now. He goes and talks to Gene, who just has no interest in talking to Martin Brundle at all. And uh, just says, so what are we looking for this race? Do you think you have a good chance? And he's like, yeah, I always think we have a good chance. And blah, blah, blah. Super monotone, super unhappy that Martin Brundle is even bothering asking him a question. That was my my new brand new favorite interruption that Martin Brundle's ever done. Man, I love that. I, <laughs> I always enjoy watching Martin Brundle interrupts people at the beginning of the race. It's like a good way to get into the race. It's a good introduction into the race. It's not not it's only does it like give you good, I'm gonna call it exposition into the race, but it's funny watching him barge himself in between two people. To get to the one person he wants to talk to. Yeah, because yeah. no one wants to talk to Martin <laughs> Brundle before the race. Like, no, and that's what... That's except what's for Will so, Smith. Except for Will Smith, who wants to talk to any... Or um, also <laughs> Juan Pablo Montoya. Yeah, but nobody sh- wants to talk to Yeah, uh, again, no one wants to talk to Juan Pablo Montoya. <laughs> but super, always uh, per usual, always excited to watch Martin Brundle interrupt people. So that was great to see after that. Um... All right, well, we can go ahead and wrap up this race. Um, we don't have any Lewisisms this week, so we're just going to go straight to uh, any any comments about the podium. Uh, that would be me, and uh, I didn't notice um, that old boy Chucky, even though he got the race win, didn't really get to enjoy it uh, as much as he wanted to because uh, he had a friend that, that uh, mm-hmm. had a horrible accident over the weekend. Um, yeah, kind of uh, took the wind out of his wings. Pretty bittersweet. Yeah, yeah definitely. Pretty bittersweet. Um, um, I'm sure that's not the way that he wanted but, his first victory to go. But 
you know, I'm sure he's happy that he got the victory and, um, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, we completely forgot to put in the bullseyes, this is Charles' first win. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, That's a great point. How do we skip that in the bullseyes? Yeah, the the last winner in bullseyes? Yeah, the last time he even had a chance was at Bahrain before he had that. Yeah, we don't talk about that. (laughs) We're so used to Mercedes winning that we don't even bother talking about the winner. About the winner? Yeah. Um, one more quick thing on the podium. Botas, once again, just absolutely chugs his champagne, which is extremely hard to do if you've ever tried to chug champagne. Yeah. It is very carbonated and fizzy and yeah. wants to come back up as soon as it goes down. Yeah, it, not in like a vomit uh, kind of way, but like in a way too carbonated, you're going to be no, the champagne yeah. bottle now but kind he, of way. But he is also Finnish, and so is Kimmy. Exactly. I think, yeah, I think they have some genetic disposition to like mutation yeah, like <laughs> neutralizes mutation. the carbonation you know on a coffee mug um like a completely sealed one there's a tiny little air pinhole uh, <laughs> at the top that allows air to flow in as you drink your coffee yeah Are you saying that finnish people have that in their stomach is it their belly button? Is that what they, I was just going to say they have no. a fully functioning belly button <laughs> oh. like everyone else's who are closed off yeah um, also, about that coffee cup, uh, also, if you're interested in consuming beer quickly, like uh, sometimes I like to do before I take Seb on a walk, you put it in that coffee cup, you can just slurp that thing down. It's like you might as well, you could put it in a beer bong, but uh, that's not, a, it's kind of a hassle. It's not classy. Yeah, it's not classy. You put it in one of these to-go coffee cups with the hole and it's gone. It's brilliant. Totally agree with what Javi said. That That's like that trick with glass bottles. You just put a straw Oh, yes. Bend a thing over the lip mm-hmm. and then just chug the shit out of it. 100%. Yeah. What? Yeah. Take it, like yeah. anything with a glass bottle, like Coronas, Sam Adams, whatever. Put a straw, fold the other end over the lip, and then and just chug. chug it. And you already have that straw as a way of circulation for the air. Yep. And you'll pound it real quick. Mm. But still, not. I've done that and I've done a beer bonk. But this is the coffee cup with the little pinhole in it is definitely the most easy and... I'm not like pleasurable, but like it's the most enjoyable. Maybe eh, still not really enjoyable, but like a beer bong is kind of <laughs> inconvenient. The bottle thing is kind of inconvenient because you can't really control the speed that you want it um, yeah. as easily. But with the coffee cup, you, you can pinch off the straw, can't you? If it works the way I think it works. Yeah, but then you're still gonna have to block it with your tongue, or that little bit of the the drink's still gonna come be coming out. Because here with the coffee cup, you can just tip it back down. Anyway, Brandon, where are we going next week? Next week, we got Monza in Italy. Um, last or the last time, last major thing that happened was Sebastian Vettel winning there in 2009 with the Toro Rosso, which is really weird. The only reason that happened was because it got really wet, and he was able to thrive in that wetness, and that gave Toro Rosso Moist. their only and, oh, <laughs> moist. <laughs> That their Moist. only win. Moist. But uh, last year's winner was, I believe, Vettel. Kimmy. Oh, was no, it? No, 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 no. Last year was Lewis Hamilton. Oh, okay. Lewis That's Hamilton great. That's what Italians and, like. Yes, <laughs> they like Mercedes winning. Yeah. But they, Kimmy did get second. Oh, okay. 
That was close. Mm-hmm. Kimmy's last race one would have been Circuit of the Americas, right? Last year. Yeah. Yes. Ferrari. Yes. Which is no, no longer I, Ferrari's no. most recent win. No, it isn't. Thanks also, to this race. I actually wanted to bring up when you guys are talking about Wade defending um, Max Verstappen Max. all the time. Did he defend his pass on Kimmy in the 2017 Coda? Do you remember? Uh, I don't even think Wade watched F1 then. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know if he did either. No, I just I constantly we, remember that. that I know we didn't have a podcast then, but I think we might have defended him then and been like, oh, come on. No, I wanted Kimmy to get that third. But then I they, wanted uh, to get that podium. Then. Yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that was the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's all. That's all. I okay. To um, uh, was Monza also where Massa got hit in the head with the spring, or was that Hungary? I don't remember. I'm not too sure. I, I wasn't that watching back then. Don't know why, but I feel like it was one of those two tracks. But anyway, we'll move on. So, uh, we don't have a Mad Lib race prediction this week. I didn't put one together, and I didn't ask anybody about anything. So, uh, I really screwed the pooch on that one. Sorry, guys. But I will have a fantastic one for you both to go through next week. It was hungry, by the way. Ah, thank you. Okay, so I was right. Well, uh, one of my two options was right. So, um, anyway, guys, that's it for this episode. So, everyone, uh, give Brandon a big round of applause. If you're listening to this, pull over your car uh, or thank clap you, on your you. knees or something. Uh, we really appreciate him coming on, have another personality on the show. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. We are on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it, we're on it, if you only name those three, because that's the only ones I've put it on. Um, go ahead and follow us on social media. We have Twitter, Instagram, um, both uh, for Twitter and Instagram. The uh, podcast is at Copy That Mate. Uh, on Twitter, you can find Javi and I. I am at Get Benjamins, and Javi is at Javask, which is J-A-V-V-A-S-Q. Uh, on Instagram, I am Get Benjamins 11. Javi is at Champagne Javi. And Brandon is at Brandon Brandonus underscore Leviticus, <laughs> uh, which, again, I will put all of this in the show notes. Um, and, yeah, again, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, it's great to be back after the summer break. Uh, anyone have anything else to say? Uh, see you in a week. Uh, send it. Send it. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.